Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Hope for Today is the podcast where we examine Scripture to find the hope in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that uh, Scripture is where we find our hope. And so we're building our hope uh, just like a house, brick upon brick. And so we will look into the Scriptures here, specifically talking about the topic of suicide and depression. I have April here. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just act as the host. That's right. How are you today? I'm good. Spring has sprung. It has sprung. Um, it, it keeps trying to sneak back in and run back out, but... <laughs> yeah. Spring. The buds are popping out on the mm. flowers, and I tend to walk around my yard on a regular basis and check on all the little baby flowers. So one of the important signs of spring for me is when they finally put the flagpoles in at the golf course. <laughs> okay. That means that it's getting serious. Is it a sign of spring when you start seeing um, people rushing to Blue Jays games? Yes, for sure. <laughs> That's what I saw yesterday at Union Station. Yep. Sea of blue, people and their children, hats, t-shirts. Mm -hmm. It looks fun. I want to jump in. We should go. I know. Here we come, Blue Jays. Okay, so we're going to continue our on our list 12 ways you can help save a life. So this is these are this is twofold. One, if you have a friend uh who is really struggling with suicidal thoughts and depression, um then you can use this list as a way to reach out and help them. Also, um these are just really good practical points for you to keep your spirits high as a Christian, right? So these are things you can use to help others, but also things that you can employ in your own life to make sure that you um, keep a joyful, a joyful life. We're taking these from the book uh, Hope Always by Matthew Sleeth. Um, and so we'll continue. So last week, uh, the two we covered were visit and call. Mm -hmm. The next one on the list today is ask questions. Okay. It says, whether it's in person or over the phone, ask open-ended, non-judgmental questions. So examples they give are, what are you doing for fun lately? Are you getting outside? What music are you listening to? What does your routine look like these days? Are you having trouble sleeping? What was the high point and low point <clears throat> of your week? And how are you feeling? Yeah, asking questions. I think that it's really easy just to pass a judgment, right? We all kind of do that. We all think that we have this super special intuition. Um, but I think that it is, it's good to get people talking. Mm -hmm. um, it takes patience to listen to people talking about their um, feelings, about their problems. But at the same time, it really is an act of love. I mean, if you think about Christ, mm -hmm. right? Um, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And those prayer promises where he is just always, he's always there ready to listen. He never gets tired of listening. Well, I so like I think a, that that's a great, a great way of expressing your care and concern is just taking the time to listen. I feel like it's a good reminder to like, sometimes we can just want to jump into what you're really wanting to know. Yeah. Um, you know, are you, are you, are you done being depressed yet? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you going to come to church on Sunday? 
you know, instead of taking the time to um, really try to talk to the person, really mm-hmm. try to just have a conversation. And because it's really not, I suppose, about the things you're asking mm-hmm. as much as spending time in conversation with that person. So, uh, well, earlier in the book, he talks more in more detail about kind of the psychological analysis, which I'm not necessarily qualified to do in a medical sense, but he just kind of gives a layman's explanation. And that's one of the purposes for the questions is you can kind of ask yourself, well, you know, this person, my friend might seriously be struggling with some very deep questions. And step number 12 is seek help, right? Where you are actually reaching out to someone who is more qualified, a biblical counselor, perhaps a medical a professional. And so even asking these questions can can help you um, as a friend just determine whether or not, you know, your friend needs serious help. Well, and obviously it's going to help someone open up to casually have mm-hmm. casual conversations before you really try to get to the, the deep stuff. Yeah. So next one. Yep. Next one is send a passage from scripture or an uplifting quote, email, text, note, handwritten, any and all. Yeah. Um, it says, encourage your friend to claim God's word as promises they can count on. I think um, for me, I think that usually just listening to the Lord's prompting, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes if there's someone in your life that you care about or you're praying for, there'll be a song you hear or a verse you read. And I feel like the Holy Spirit will be like, that person could really use that yeah. passage. Um, yep. And so I kind of try to just listen to that in that way. For sure. By sending it, texting it to that person. Right. Yeah. I mean, scripture says that, you know, no man lives to himself, no man dies to himself. So I think sometimes when we are feeling really good ourselves, thinking about these kinds of things and reaching out to people can kind of feel like a giant burden, Mm -hmm. like get over yourself. Buzzkill. (laughs) Buzzkill. But at the same time, you know, I mean, you think about the story of of the Good Samaritan. And I think the goal is to reach out to people to help them, to get them to the place where they are taking personal responsibility. And, you know, uh, we can always pray for them regardless of their responding. I think sometimes, you know, it can be difficult, you know, because some people just, they refuse to respond. They want to sit in the puddle. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is because I think that if you're dealing with someone who is willing to respond... Even though it's a burden, it's a blessing mm-hmm. because you feel like you made a difference. You feel like you, you know, encourage someone and that encourages your spirit. Mm-hmm. But it becomes a real struggle when you feel like that person, like you're saying, really doesn't want out of the puddle. Yeah. And so I guess the question would be just what do you do in that situation? I think that, you know, these things are things to try. Mm-hmm. I think that these are things to these are points to, to, to reach out and try. Sometimes people just need a little bit of effort. You know, things can look bleak and people just need a little bit of effort and, um, and, and they will, they will bounce back. I mean, I'm thinking of when Christ, uh, died on the cross and then, you know, rose from the grave, uh, that verse in Mark, uh, 16 talks about, you know, go tell my disciples and Peter, Peter just had this horrifying um 
Falling away. Falling away, where he denied Christ three times. He's swearing, Mm -hmm. right, in front of all these people. And he's within earshot of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He Jesus looks at him, Mm -hmm. and he goes out. He weeps bitterly. He's no longer really a part of the group anymore. He's alone. And um, Jesus intentionally said, when you tell the disciples about my resurrection, Tell the ones who still consider themselves to be disciples, but also tell the one that have fallen away. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, Christ telling them to reach out to those who are in a really low place, right? And and, I mean, the the encouragement for us is Peter obviously responded. Yeah. Wouldn't you say it's important too, though, to, I think it depends on your personality, but I think if you have a helping personality, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes... I have I have done this. You can put yourself in a really dark and um, difficult place when you try to be that person's everything. Yeah. Where if I don't call them, they're going to kill themselves. Yeah. If I don't encourage them every single day, they're not going to make it through the day. And mm. that can be an extremely heavy burden. Right. And and I think that is why it's saying, you know, send a scripture. Really what you're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to be the the voice in the hands of Christ, mm-hmm. but really what you're doing is you're pointing them to Christ. Right. Christ is the one that is going to reach that person. And even in the story I just gave of Peter, go tell Peter, but really Peter's faith was restored and he came back completely mm-hmm. repentant, restored, refreshed, and serve the Lord in an amazing way when he had the personal encounter with Christ. Yeah. And that's really the goal. So I think it, it's important, right, that we find a balance between I'm not way over here where I don't care about other people. I yeah. don't have time for you. I'm not going to, my eyes are not open or sensitive at all to the needs of those around me to way over here where it is, it is on me. Yeah completely to help you survive because that's not healthy either. that's not healthy and i don't think god would want us to live that way that's not no that's not that's so not finding that balance right yeah for sure yeah we we don't need to take that kind of burden on and if you find yourself in that place that's not healthy that's not healthy and i would say don't allow that other person to blame you right or it, for you to blame yourself yeah it is it is that you are helping that person stand up and walk no it one, is Again, going back to the Good Samaritan, it is finding the people who are laying in the ditch, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Maybe the difference help- of the person that who the Good Samaritan saved saying, just not even, you know what I mean, leave me here and fighting yeah. and kicking you and, you know, and so. Yeah, you're trying to bring this person back to health, back mm-hmm. to back to victory. And it's tempting because I think it it speaks to our pride Yeah, when someone needs us. Yeah. And I think you know, the Lord has helped me through the years to, to not lean on that. Because when you lean on that of, well, this makes me feel good about myself because someone absolutely has to have me at least to a very unhealthy place. One of the principles that we've learned in counseling people is the principle of building your house on the rock or on the sand. Right. And when you look at that story or that, um, principle that Jesus taught on the Sermon on the Mount, it's found in Matthew chapter 7. It is essentially, when you look at that, it very specifically says that both of these 
are uh, both of these men are 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 building a house or they're building a life, and they have both heard the words of Christ, mm-hmm. and one of them have heard has heard the words of Christ and is doing them. Mm-hmm. He's employing them. Faith without works is dead, mm-hmm. right? And he's the one who's building his house on the rock. Mm-hmm. The other one is the one who is hearing the words but is not doing them. He's not employing them, right? He's, his faith, he's, he, he doesn't have faith and, and he has no work, yeah. right? He's not, he's not actually doing anything. And so when the storm comes, when the difficulty comes, when the challenge comes, then his, his, um, his faith goes flat, and right? no one is ever going to get help and get better without a personal acknowledgement of the issue and what I need to do about mm-hmm. it. Like no one is ever, you could drag them you know what I mean? Wherever they needed to go, you know, push the fa- their face up with your actual fingers to make them smile. That's not healing, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can't, you can't carry the burden and you need to allow them the space to, to take responsibility. You know, it's interesting too, because I mean, even Jesus, yes, he carries us, but he does mm-hmm. respond to us, um, uh, to our sense of personal responsibility, like people can get so mad at God mm-hmm. that their problems are not gone, that they're not gone away. But the pro- the thing is, is that God gives us truth to build our house on the rock. Like he, he is giving us, he bandages our wounds. He forgives us of our sins. He heals our minds, but he does that when we when we are willing to take his truth and apply it to our lives. And there's a difference like the Good Samaritan and like, Christ in our life, where someone's carrying you because you literally cannot. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you are like at the very end, there's absolutely nothing you can do left. Of course, he's going to carry you mm-hmm. if you come to him. But that doesn't mean he's going to carry you every day just because you don't feel like it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like the Samaritan got better. He didn't say, oh, well, you just, you still have a limp. It's a struggle for you. I'll carry you every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's. I mean, it really, it's. It's what we're what we're talking about is rehab. Mm-hmm. Like it's more of a rehab mentality. You're it's going not somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not a. Yeah, it's not a situation where someone is just lying there and they refuse mm-hmm. to put forth any effort. And mm-hmm. so I think that you know, as a Christian, we need to learn that for ourselves. Yeah. But in the sense of the counselor. Like, God is not going to wipe away any struggle. Like, can you take away any bad feelings I ever have? Can you take away any lazy feelings I have? He's using, he's using this to teach you a spiritual truth. Well, that, it won't be till heaven that we don't have any negative feelings. We are still flesh and blood. That's when he'll wipe away all the tears. We are still flesh and blood. We are still sinners. And, you know, sometimes we've talked about this. It seems like people sometimes, if it gives me any bad feeling, if there's any fear involved, if there's you know, then I just don't want to do it, mm-hmm. right? Where without fear, there's no faith. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the sense of helping your friend or even accepting help for yourself, understand that that principle of, is this person expecting me to carry them emotionally? Yeah. Right. When you're sending scripture, the next one is sending a song. Yeah. Right. If you, of course, with digital, you can send them a YouTube video of somebody mm-hmm. singing a song or send yeah. them a file of an iTunes song. And I think this applies to not even just depressed people, but I think this is something that as Christians, it's great to do all the time. Yeah. You know, totally. Like, uh, the ladies in our church are, we do this a lot. 
we have a, a text group and we are, if there's a song that speaks to our heart, we send it to each other yeah. and Christian music is so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. I mean, it, it really helps our spirit in just a way that nothing else does in that, in that way. No, no. Good. Okay. So we'll continue on with this list when we come back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've never trusted Christ as your savior, the most important thing for you to do is admit number one, that you're a sinner. The brokenness that we feel in this life is because of sin and all of the negativity that we see, all of the evil that is not on God. That is on us. That is on our sin as a human race. And that is why Jesus came. He came to die for our sin. He suffered the punishment that we righteously deserve because of our rebellion against God. And it's simply admitting that and believing that by reaching out to him with a heart of trust. I'm trusting that what you did for me on the cross is sufficient to forgive me of my sin. And that restores your standing with God. And now your heart is flooded with peace and joy. And when you die, you can have 100% assurance that you're going to heaven. If you have any questions about anything that you've heard, please feel free to reach out to us at SparrowBaptistToronto at gmail.com. You can also find us on our website, Sparrow Baptist Church in Toronto, Ontario. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful day.